Hello, you're listening to a spoiler-filled film conversation. Hooray! Everyone's got a price. Mummy, mummy. Sorry, I can't do it. Yeah, couldn't. Yeah, hello. <laughs> I'm the uh, intolerable snowman. <laughs> Rich, hello. Uh, with me is a turd wrapped in toilet paper, Jamie. Dark universe, Jamie. Dark, <laughs> dark turd, Jamie. Um, <laughs> and uh, Frankenstein's mummy, Abigail Bain. And um, Wolf Boy, Anthony. Hello. <laughs> uh, yeah. So before we universally pan Jamie's fucking choice, <laughs> uh, Jamie, you should tell us which the mummy we uh, looked at. Firstly, before we dark universally pan. Stay there. Yeah. This this week's film, unfortunately, is The Mummy from 2017. Um, the attempted beginning of the Dark Universe franchise, and also the film that killed it completely. Um, but who will resurrect it from the dead? We, time will tell. Apparently it is now resurrected again. Oh, yeah. Uh, because of the success of The Invisible Man from 2020. That wasn't connected to it, was it? That wasn't like Dark Universe Invisible Man. No, but it was it did surprisingly well critically and like financially, so now they're resurrecting the idea of of the Dark Universe again. That's the logic of uh, wait a minute, kids still wear Halloween costumes at Halloween. We should do it again. (laughs) Like it's yeah, Yeah. horror is always popular, but don't mean you're gonna make any fucking money out of anything like this. Anyway, speaking of not making any money, this film, <laughs> Mummy, uh, directed by Alex Kurtzman, uh, written by David Cop. It is Cop, right? Not Coep. Shrug. Okay. D- written by David Cop, Christopher McQuarrie, Dylan Cussman. It stars Tom Cruise, Sophia Brutella, Annabelle Wallace, Russell Crowe, Jake Johnson, and Courtney B. Vance. And just to give the plot summary, such as it is, from IMDb, an ancient Egyptian princess is awakened from her crypt beneath the desert, bringing with her malevolence grown over millennia and terrors that defy human comprehension. Oh, she, really. she grew her malevolence in the ground, is it? Like a fucking seed. <laughs> and the terrors that defy human comprehension is a lot of windows explode. <laughs> And that's about it, I think. I, I don't know. I don't even I, know what the powers are. I think I can comprehend zombies with uh, wind powers and dust powers or whatever. It doesn't sound that hard I think to whoever wrote that. I think whoever wrote that synopsis was trying to be a little bit cheeky and a bit meta because think... that's how you feel just from watching the film, really. Yes, <laughs> it's very much beyond human comprehension. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Jamie, why then were you curious about this, The Mummy? I don't know. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, Anthony. No, uh, <laughs> uh, no uh, it, uh, I think it just... We, 
what I think it was the Tomb Raider episode where we all got really angry, me in particular, about every film now being the beginning of a franchise in some way, and how like that model of filmmaking has kind of spoiled the idea of just doing a fucking story that is contained. Um, and this film, to me, I think, because of the whole Dark Universe thing, kind of represents that really well. Like, why that committee deciding, hey, we're gonna do a, we're gonna do a Marvel Universe of our own, and this is gonna be the film that begins it. And like, I'm lukewarm on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't hate it, like, some people do, but I also am not like into it. But it does it ha- the, it Marvel and Disney or whoever else was like that's one of the same, it, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, either way, they put the work in to establish that cinematic universe before they started doing Avengers films. Like there was a lot yeah. of build. And after the Avengers, you know, did what it did and became what it is now, you had every other film studio going, oh, fuck, we should be doing this as well. So you had the fucking Justice League and uh, this and like everyone was suddenly going, well, we need our Avengers. Maybe, maybe, maybe if Warner Brothers can uh, make another fucking Space Jam, we can endlessly pat ourselves on the back for our franchises oh that sucked as well oh, no. just and I like I'm not against doing like a cinematic universe and having like a franchise but you can't just fucking pump it out and be like yeah see we can do it like no you have to really think about it and this is to me this like all of the backstory of this film how it came about also supposedly Tom Cruise whenever he got involved, really got involved and basically directed it himself after a point. Um, It's just, all of it just rolls together into this big, messy lump of hubris. I'd quite like to see one of the more uh, well-regarded production company. Like, can we have Criterion put out like a a Marvel-style universe of pretentious foreign films? An A24 cinematic universe. Oh, it's a melancholy cowboy <laughs> Me- <laughs> meeting a, a, a homeless woman in a, you know, like, a, the, they've all united to be really sad and hipstery. The crossover of uh, the, lighthouse, the Lighthouse and Hereditary that we all want to see. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we could have a great, like, kind of uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen meet-up of all these... Also, yeah, as I was watching this and the the plot unfolded, I was also sitting there going, oh, this is just the fucking League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. They just didn't want to pay for the rights to that. It did feel a bit like that for me as well. Um, And also, did I... I I didn't think about it, but I I didn't drop the notorious Dark Universe tweet with the picture of the uh, proposed cast of the uh, of the Dark Universe movies that Universal put out before this film came out, yeah, that is now just like such an amazing emblem of like you fucked it up beyond belief by putting that out and being like, "Hey, welcome to the Dark Universe." And then the Mummy came out, and everyone went, "Nah, keep it. Don't worry about it." 
No, oh, our my. universe is dark enough as it is, folks. <laughs> All right. And then the fact that this film begins with the Dark Universe logo, and I just said, fuck off out loud in my house. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Abby, I know you are a fan, to some extent, of the... Uh, Mummy movie, mum, the mummy movies with mummy um, <laughs> the mummy movies. The I can't say it now. The mummy movies uh, with uh, what's his face, Brendan Fraser. Is that right? Uh, yeah. And now that you've admitted one. to it, you're wrong. Now, <laughs> so the first one is fine. It's a fun, silly adventure movie, and Brendan Fraser is a good, like, adventurey sort of Indiana Jones-ish kind of. Actor, do you agree, Abby? They're just fun. Even yeah. even Scorpion King and the spin-offs. Mm-hmm. Oh. I well, see the thing of that is you can't have the very beginning of a franchise and then the very end because Billy Zane's there. You <laughs> ha- you have to fill in the middle then because it's, a, it's weird for you to go one two five. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, uh, you know. I think we can thank Scorpion King for Dwayne the Rock Johnson's career. Um, we can't yeah, thank them. We can't. First. We can't thank them for their hideous visuals and CGI yeah. on plot and entertainment. They didn't saw, entertain yeah, anyone. I I saw that second one in this. I saw both the the first Brendan Fraser one and the Scorpion King, like the the Mummy sequel, the Scorpion King, in the cinema. And it was when I saw that CGI Scorpion King version of The Rock with his weird doll face. I was like, uh, "No, I think I've had enough of this series." Uh, <laughs> Robbie, had you, ha- having uh, for some reason made it so that we own the fucking Bunny movies, all of them? <laughs> did this? Did this the third one? Oh, better than the really bad second, I think. The second one is piss poor, right? Yeah. Like, actually, I'm getting. No, they're all. They're, no, the first one's fine. Everything else, fuck off. And I'm not even sure the first one's fine. That's my remembering no, it, of them. It is. It, all right, I'm gonna fucking make us do that now as well. No. <laughs> anyway, Abby, with with that in mind, was this something that you thought? Oh, I'd happily see Tom Cruise uh, have a crack at his own version of this sort of thing, or what? Hell, thing of it is, while it does happen occasionally. I do not associate Tom Cruise movies with fun. <laughs> what about Top Gun or uh, Rain Man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, that one's a real laugh. Oh, what's the one where he slides across the floor in a shirt? All of them. I haven't seen that one. That's, um, Mission, Mission oh, Impossible yeah. movies or... The Mission Impossible movies, apart from two, are good. It's a consistently decent series. There's, there are fun moments with Tom Cruise. I quite like um, the Color of Money. And, yeah, no, like you know, he's a good actor and at times very good. But you were expecting Just a very odd man. Yeah, I mean, you were expecting running and uh, mugging to camera and stuff for you. Yeah, just heroism. Sort of like, he'll have a run. He'll have a fall down. Fair he'll again. have a sort of. That weird thing he does when he just sort of stands there with his head to one side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a dog. <laughs> so, sort of... I, I, I didn't get any. <laughs> no. 
But it, you weren't your your hopes weren't high, but they weren't necessarily in the gutter either. No, there's a level of competence. Com- there's a level of competency that I associate with Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. What about just expecting the dark universe? Were you expecting that to work when it was being touted as a thing that could happen? Well, the thing of it is, I'm not. I'm going to stop myself from saying the thing of it is. So very Irish. The thing like of it, it is. It, I was, I was going to say it's like a wrestler because they always say the fact of the matter is this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my sister has one. What does she say? Fuck. It's a case of. It's a, well, it was a case of. <laughs> right. Give, give us the case, fucking prosecution. I didn't think they were going to hang together because the story's too different to each other. Who are They're they? They're always like... the one freak. You can't suddenly have. All the freaks. Well, like, so is it? Is it Dracula, Frankenstein, Mummy, Wolfman, Invisible yeah. Man? Are there yes. other uh, Doctor well, Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde? The thing is, there were like I think Universal has had the ownership of a lot of these like monsters. Like the the Universal movie monsters is a thing and has been for a long time. So somebody. Somebody on some board saw the Avengers and then looked at the Marvel movie monster, uh, the Universal movie monsters, and was like, "Oh, it's, we could just do that." And then that was the extent of all of the planning that went into this. Film. It's literally someone went, "Oh, do you know Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde's a bit like the Hulk, and uh, yes. the the creature from the Black Lagoon is like Aquaman, and yep. <laughs> the Mummy could be the girl one." Uh, like you literally get there if we just uh, figure out each universal monster and what what basically costumed hero they could have been, and then make them have a moment where we spin the camera around them and they all stand heroically and and they fight some fucking actual bad guys rather than themselves, which are the I mean they they are the bad guys. That's the other thing. <laughs> Sorry, I just noticed that uh, all the 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 other mummies. Films and the Scorpion King films, with the exception of Scorpion King Two, score higher with me than this version of the Mummy. And Scorpion King, Scorpion King Two was directed by Russell Mulcahy. Well, <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, Anthony, yourself, where was your anticipation for this film before it was suggested? I had extremely low expectations for this movie. I. I <laughs> I've never, I, you know, I've never, I've never seen it. I wasn't even interested when I saw the trailer. <laughs> I've like read reviews. I've seen people talk about it, and like there was absolutely nothing about it that I was like, "Yes, I want to watch this film." So, <laughs> thanks, <you> particularly, <laughs> yeah, he'd gone. He'd it, come... it doesn't happen very often, but like you know, other you know, other than. Things that clearly aren't for me, like you know, teen dramas about people dying of cancer. Um, <laughs> I can't think of any examples right now, but <laughs> that's very specific and it also was... non-specific. Somehow. I'm sure there's a bunch of like Korean soap opera movies that are like that. Surely. Okay, anyway, so, uh, like young adult stuff. Like yeah. Twilight and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I very rarely get the. I have no inkling of interest whatsoever in a film, you know what I mean? But like, this is one of them that I really 
thought was, there's nothing for me here. Which may have peppered my opinion slightly. I think there's some things in here that surprised me. Um, but by the end, it doesn't really matter because the film goes off the rails, but I'm sure we'll get to that. So you'd correctly surmise it would be rubbish based on plenty of uh, information. And uh, despite steering clear, Jamie was here to yank the steering <laughs> yeah. wheel back off course. Yeah. I am here. I'm here as the event horizon on the edge of the black hole that just pulls it. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, hearing all like the stories about Tom Cruise kind of like taking over the film and. Uh, and the way the way Tom Cruise has been the last what, like ten or fifteen years, it's really hard to like like he is like he's a well like in the eighties and like early nineties he was great like um, I really can't fault most of the stuff he's done or like um, his acting or his, his just general body of work but then kind of like after that I'm not sure what the turning point is maybe Mission Impossible two uh, about there. He kind of like exclusively does action films now. He's sort of generic. He generics everything up into this sort of acceptable Hollywood junk food type movie, really, doesn't he? Does, he? he does still occasionally throw out something that's like oh, yeah. different. Like, like collateral um, or something's quite yeah, good. That's, different. that's what I was thinking of. Mm. Um, or that weird cameo he has in Tropic Thunder. Like, yeah, that's a odd. That's not him. That's him as like a little. That's almost like an SNL skit rather than yeah a movie um, with him in, isn't it? But like, yeah, it's this very. I know because I think I feel like um, the two Jack Reacher films he did is a good uh, is a good example of that that like coming in and like safening up something for yeah. mm. larger consumption. He's a, he's a Hollywood producer's wet dream in that regard, because it just makes yeah. everything accessible and, and a pandering and, and acceptable. But then the, the problem is a lot of people are like, well, that makes it crap, right? Yeah. And the only thing oh. I think of Tom Cruise as I've enjoyed in the last ten years was, um, uh, what was it called, Edge of Tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, that had two names, I quite, but I quite like that as well. I quite liked Oblivion, too. Oh, that's not too bad. It's like yeah. a more conventional sci-fi rather than... It's less of an action movie, I feel like. Minority Report and the remake of War of the Worlds, apart from the ending. Oh, the Minority Report ago. was a while ago as well, wasn't it? Early 2000s. Yeah, so not in the last 10 years, I can't be said. Well, the point is... Time moves fast when you're an old man. We're just saying things. Well, the, 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 the podcast <laughs> is not here for Jamie to sort out the ranking of what his favourite Tom Cruise movie is. We're here to discuss The Mummy. And so, we should say what happens in it. Because um, it's not only about Tom Cruise, it's also about oh. some uh, dirty old Egyptian bird from the past. It's mainly about Tom Cruise. Yeah. It's, it, I, I was going to say, it's also about uh, Russell Crowe trying really hard to not turn into Ray Winston. <laughs> it is. A, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned Ray Winston because <laughs> I was watching it going, "Is that it? Is that the difference between Russell Crowe yeah. is is Miss, is Miss, uh, is Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde is Ray Winston? That's what happens." Which yeah. Ray Winston, with that in mind, Ray Winston could have been a Doctor Jekyll, but but. Well, I guess he could have been a Mister Hyde, but like, who would be in, who would be inside Ray Winstone? Like, would he become a skinnier, more normal man? Or yeah, I actually don't know. 
because uh, it's not exactly the most challenging role, but I, but you know, Russell Crowe does do. He, he's very polite, and uh, a, well, in, know, not in uh, real life. No, but as as uh, Doctor Jackal, he's very like upper crusty, polite, uh, bedside manner doctor, and then Ray Winston as oh, no. uh, Mister Hyde. But yeah. I also don't know if Ray Winston could do the Doctor Jackal bit. <laughs> like I think he'd, he'd just be Mister Hyde and Mister Hyde because he's yeah. he's just Ray Winston he all the time forever. He'd be Mister Hyde and Mister Hyde in glasses. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, no. The the fortunately for us, one of the th- things that this film does is tell you what the film is about immediately and then continuously recap what the film is about. <laughs> oh, literally as well. It does a whole, as if we haven't been watching the fucking film shows us again in flashback. Yeah. Do you remember the events you've just watched? Fuck, I, I just watched them. It's not, what are we doing? <laughs> not a TV show. Oh. But the, the start of this is, I guess, well, that's the thing. It's about the mummy, sort of. And the mummy is both a woman, the mummy, and it's also possibly the power that Tom Cruise gets later. That's a bit ambiguous. Uh, but it's also yeah, about it's ambiguous. Hold Dr. On, Jekyll. It's ambiguous to the point where Tom Cruise even says, I don't know what I <laughs> have. <laughs> He's like, I possibly have Baraka teeth that I'm not allowed to show you. What the fuck was that about? And, okay, and wind right, powers. Yeah, but, um, it's about. It's not just about a mummy. It's about uh, Doctor Jekyll and what he's up to, as well. But that's later. Well, it's at the start a little bit because he's the narrator, right? It's yeah. It starts with Doctor Jekyll, Russell Crowe, putting on a, a very generic, well-to-do British accent. It, was he meant um, to be British? Because sometimes he sounded Australian, and other times British. I think it doesn't matter. <laughs> Um, oh, maybe maybe that's the thing. Doctor Jekyll is British, but when you've had a few cans in you, you become a bit Aussie, yeah. and it's all shrimp <laughs> on the barbie. This, oh, you know. see that that would have been much better than him doing a Cockney accent if he'd just gone full like Aussie nutcase. Yeah, like he basically mm. just turned to Russell Crowe as Mister mm. White, but Fighting but he... round the world. <laughs> Could have fought a tugboat. Sorry. Um, yeah, but Doctor Jekyll is explaining that there's been uh, some discovery under London. Right? There's a bunch of Knights Templar that have been buried yeah. years ago that were yeah. um, in Egypt fighting stuff. Was it? It was some Assassin's Creed bullshit. Or was it? Basically, yeah. It was the Knights Templar invaded Egypt. Uh, I mean, it's, it was Crusade, Crusade era it was Chris, stuff, yeah. Christian knights going around and killing everyone and saying "Be us," and then, uh, but and then it go and it launches into the entire story of the uh, Amunet, the, so this the is, mummy. Who's this is the thing I don't quite understand. Connect right. So there's the Templars, and then there's this different story about uh, you know a kind of. Egyptian, uh, was she a princess or? Uh... I think she's she is yeah she's the she's the daughter of the current pharaoh and as as a result she will be um, the next pharaoh like, and yeah. also a kind of god because pharaohs were like oh not only are we yes. in charge we are god characters who must be worshipped um, 
But unfortunately, uh, some boys in the family are born, and she's like, right, I'm killing all my family. Yeah, so, okay, this is the first fucking problem, is the thing with the character, like the mummy, Imhotep in particular, who is the one that they also use for the the 90s Brendan Fraser one, um, is they make him sympathetic because I think the, the thing in that is he has an affair with one of the pharaoh's like concubines or something and because of that they fucking mummify them both alive um, which fair enough that he's angry when he wakes up like it, there being a curse makes sense in this she like the pharaoh has a son so she loses her like line to the the throne because this is, you know, was back when that's how it worked. Like, yeah, you, you get the throne by default, but if I have a son, it's going to be him. So, just because of that, she sells her soul to sect the god of death and kills her entire family, including slitting a baby's throat. She also and makes his... some dead crows come back to life to sort of help out. Yeah. And then that's the motive. Like, it's. So who. Like. It's a bit so much. It's a bit much, isn't like... it? <laughs> like, can't we negotiate? Or maybe. The, I mean, the political thing to do is to arrange a subtle way to get someone killed so that you still get what you want. Or marry people off. I mean, there's all kinds of options still. And they set her up as. A, she was pretty badass. She liked to fight and stuff. And she was a tough cookie. But also, yeah, she's a massive emo bitch who can't fucking uh, control her in a bit. Like, that's it. Black magic for me, and everyone's dead because I didn't get to be uh, the top yeah. dog, like, you know, in the family. I, am, I immediately go to black magic. To, like, the blackest of, of dark things I can do. Like, slit a baby's throat mm. on camera. Abby, like, uh, sorry. Abby, as an angry lady who easily flies off the handle at the slightest thing, how did you did you relate to this? No, uh, no. Oh, you're going to fly off the handle, are you? <laughs> Sorry. I, because I've been watching The Witcher recently, so I've seen too many babies die <laughs> in this in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you said, you've what? reformed, like you've killed some babies. Yeah. <laughs> um, Enough. What do you make but of this? <laughs> what do you make of this woman's origin? Do you think it's uh, a bit much, or just a kind of your classic? Well, we're setting up a Yu-Gi-Oh storyline. Why not? Well, I was hoping that once it's set this kind of level, it's going to stay at this kind of level, or yep. just that kind of like, oh right, so she before she's even really turned, she's murdering everyone. So, mm-hmm. hmm. but no. Disappointing. She gets disappointing as it goes on, I suppose, yeah. Well, and it, it tries to... It doesn't go... F- I, this, this is the thing. It doesn't go fully either way. It sort of plays with making her sympathetic at one point and then also just drops that. Mm. I, I also also it, it does have my... my Sorry, my favourite justification of something is when Tom Cruise, whenever she is held captive later in the film, brings up the fact that she murdered her baby brother and her reasoning is it was a different time. Yeah, it's a different time. I, hang on a minute. It was, it was the <laughs> time where you go, I'm giving myself fully to the god of death, and for some yes. reason I can do shit with magical items, 
and uh, get vague uh, life-bringing powers. I mean, also, you do all this shit. Why is no one else like, oh, fuck, this is a really powerful way to... Maybe if if this woman can do all this... Uh, and, um, Maybe we should maybe we should have some more evil geniuses in the in between where they experiment with dark magic, but it seems no one no one after her has fucked around with Egyptian ancient god magic. Yeah, if it's that effective that quickly, someone else would have come along and been like, "Oh, cool! <laughs> this yeah. might we can." I, I someone arrogant might come along and think I can fuck with this power. Um, also, it, it confirms uh, the Egyptian gods as real, which is always a bit uh, okay. All the other various animal-headed gods, you know, capable of doing stuff and intervening in things. Um, you know, questions. There's a lot of questions that aren't answered. Well, I'm sure this will all come up in the sequels and Uh-oh. the extended universe films. <laughs> Anthony, I know you're a Yu-Gi-Oh fan. Uh, is this fun stuff? <laughs> Millennium items? I did not expect this to come up. <laughs> Is this this is your bag, right? You love all that sort of mad magic from Egypt shit, monsters and dueling and things. This is basically Wait, a second so setup. All right, well, that's not the reason for love Yu Gi Oh. The reason for <laughs> love Yu Gi Oh is the camp ridiculousness of it all. Yeah, yes. um, <laughs> but um, I wasn't too like I was fine with like the opening of this film because it's like. Yes, it's you know it's very simple. It's just like oh yeah, okay, she's a bad person, sells her soul. Fine, like we don't really need to know much about that anyway. How many times have we heard this story before? We know it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just it's just get out of the way straight away. It's like I, I was fine with that. But the problem is, it does it, and then it does it again, <laughs> yeah. and then again, and then Russell Crowe says it. <laughs> After we've already seen uh, this and flashbacks, we need Russell Crowe to also Explain. spell it out. Like, yeah. It's to tell other people and not off camera. You could have just told Tom Cruise and then <laughs> later on, like we could have been insinuated, and that you caught up, you know, whatever. See, oh, the one thing I would say with this origin then, I don't know why she gets four eyes, not glasses. She I hate that. Gets... I hate that. No idea. So and much it... intensity. Why, Abby? Yes, it looks stupid. And they keep doing it so quickly, giving no indication whatsoever that that would hurt like fuck. Hurt? Why do you yeah. think it would hurt? Like... Or to split your, your eye. iris is... Yeah. Oh, but having a black dagger through your heart bringing you to the... No, but they kept doing it where Tom Cruise, like, they would, like, split the eye. Oh, then the eye would go back. Then it would split again. Then it would go back. It's like, stop pretending this wouldn't be quite painful. Is that the is that the eyes of Seth? The because within them is a sort of dark power, tempting you to do stuff or whatever. Is that not like you know Seth or Seth? It is Seth. I think they say Seth in this Seth. With, with a hit yeah. on the end. Uh, the ambiguous, uh, slightly aardvarky Egyptian god of death. Um, I, I, actually, I, I, I don't. No. I don't know if he is the god of death, is he? Because oh, I actually I'm not going to start guessing because I don't know a lot of stuff about the Egyptian gods. But the point is, is that meant to be like an evil within you seeing through your eyes? Is that a bit of metaphor visualization? I think it, they just yes. thought it looked cool. Yeah, at, at the end of the day, yeah. Like I assume that's what they were going for. Like because 
she is kind of entwined with Set during the whole film. But what's his but, like, motivation? God then? be damned if they explain it. Yeah, that's it. Isn't it? We're not going to get into why. I they're think that we'll explain, explain everything else. Obvious. Yeah, they're either going to explain yeah. the obvious twenty times or not. I'll just not explain <laughs> anything at all. Also, when someone's acting up like a prick and they have powers, I don't know how you're fucking mummifying them alive, but okay, you did. Also, mummifying isn't alive, isn't a thing. Like, mummifying is very complicated. People, You pull people's brains out through their fucking nose and you make them like well, a pepperoni. I, like, I assume they didn't do that to her. They just <laughs> did... That's just TPing her. You don't just wrap someone in toilet paper <laughs> and pop them in a coffin... That isn't mummifying the way that... You know, they have to preserve the body. Isn't that the idea? It's mental what Egyptians did to fit, you know, the important people. But mummification isn't just as simple as popping someone in, uh, uh, like, a little zip bag and keeping them alive, dead. No, no. Like, killing them, what? Through suffocation in a box? Like, what's the story? I mean, if it was just a... Yeah, if it's a normal person, then they just suffocate after a while. But I think part of the idea is that maybe, even though her body decays, she's still, like, alive or conscious that entire time. But they don't really address that. Like, that's an interesting thing to... But, like, this person has who was already evil has now gone completely fucking mental by being in a box for thousands of years underground. But they, they don't, don't really go into that. They're but just she's, like, no, she's, she's dead and submerged some super... Um, she's dead Mercury, swampy uh, tomb of special leanness, which people put loads I mean, of elaborate, elaborate statues and architecture in just some place you're never going to hopefully open again. This isn't like I must preserve myself in a palace and like because uh, you know the the pyramids and stuff are meant to be. Well, if you're going to the afterlife, you want loads of cool shit, so we'll fill up. Yeah, your... that's why. But that's why she didn't get one, and she has but the she... guardians facing in. They still made out. They still made a bunch of people make elaborate giant things because it's a fucking movie, and we can't have anywhere be dug up <laughs> that isn't epic statues going to waste underground. They haven't fallen apart either. They're still all there functioning fine until Tom Cruise and his fucking knife comes along and starts no, dicking not around. Knife. Oh, his gun. He gun shoots things with shoots guns. The yeah. mechanism. Ah, oh, fuck. Anyway, this woman had all that, all that shit happened to her. She got caught somehow and punished by being trapped in a box and covered up for thousands of years. Meanwhile... Oh, that's the, the other thing, too. She was gonna... She had a guy who uh, was gonna be the vessel for set on Who Earth, was that guy? So Just a Boyfriend, does it? Just a, I guess. Um, He's very compliant. Gonna, so by stabbing him, or she probably sold him on the idea that he would be like immortal or something, which I'm guessing is not what would happen, and that he would just be possessed by Seth. So what happened? Special then? dagger with the jewel in it. Yeah, jewel stab dagger, him with, right. and then Seth comes into his body, and they, I guess, rule the world as the dark king and queen forever. That'll get uh, boring I fast. I don't understand what was Seth... Because <laughs> Seth not got powers to come up and, like, I don't know the deal with that. Like, whatever. I think they basically just use Seth as a vague... Stand-in for Satan or something. Dark. I, yeah, they kind of do as well. I, I think uh, there's a reference to that in uh, something that Dr. Jekyll says to Tom Cruise... The thing with the, the thing with the Greek gods, I know that they are all fucking feuding bastards. So you can kind of understand why they they kind of always fucking with man and they're up against each other. Well, I don't know what the Egyptian gods were about, so it's, I don't quite know 
if that makes sense or not, to go with that. Well, they didn't think about it, did they? So why should I? Um, but <laughs> Tom Cruise, meanwhile, modern day times, is in... He's a little army man, and for no reason he's got, uh, like, his face... He's riding uh, horses or something with his BFF army buddy through the desert. Yeah, Vale. Uh, vale. And they basically have a Vale to go... <gasps> Don't show his face, and then they instantly show his face the whole film. So I don't know what yeah. was it? Yeah, we know it's Tom Cruise. He sounds like Tom Cruise Did. is behaving like Tom Cruise. Yeah. Also, Tom Cruise, uh, not to not to miss the fact that he has the very clever name of Nick Morton. Oh, that's clever. Mort, Mortuary. Latin death. That's ah, it. hilarious! But it's <laughs> clever. But him and his him and his army pal are reprobates, pricks, and grave robbers who disobey orders. They're bad soldiers. Uh, at least the friend is like, oh, we shouldn't do this, we're going to get in trouble. But basically, Tom Cruise is like, fuck this noise. We may be on, uh, you know, some sort of mission in, was it? Um, Iraq. Iraq. Iraq, right. Uh, but well, this is a perfect opportunity to rob some uh, archaeologists logical sites or graves or something. Mm-hmm. Riding soldiers, I, I suppose. There's two of these fuckers as well. They're just going to, what, kick in an unknown tomb and pile it. They literally try and fill their bag with jewellery shit. It's like, oh, like, fuck these guys. Also, the way they go about it is that we're not only disobeying the army, but they fucking run headlong into like enemy fire time and time again. Uh, somehow magically never get shot and then basically the friend out of fear of being shot which is fair enough considering how in danger they seem to be calls in an airstrike to this innocent people village I mean it's a very like oh so people in the Middle East are just intrinsically evil are they? We don't care about them airstriking their well, no, town I think is it, it does. it does set up that it's you know an, uh, a vague or, like terrorist organisation Analog to real world events, where they're going around and destroying ancient artifacts. Oh, because they sh- they shoot some in Mesopotamia. They shoot some statues for because they're plebs or something. The bad guys. Yeah, that that's kind of the thing with like this kind of like introduction scene for me is, I, I get that it's trying to be that kind of like, you know, Indiana Jones tomb raiding. Um, kind of adventure feel to it, but then it's kind of they're throwing in kind of like actual modern day real world um, awful shit that happens. <laughs> yeah, and like they're playing it for comedy. Like there's yeah. a like there's like a, a a cut where like Tom Cruise is like, what could possibly go wrong? And then it's like a smash cut to them kind of like running away from gunshots. Yeah, and it's like this this comedy. Like I feel, it feels a bit too soon. Like you're not yeah. distant <laughs> enough. It's not like it's not like Indiana Jones when they're like fighting Nazis and that kind of comedy adventure thing works because you've got that distance. Uh, same with like the old Mummy, where it's yeah. set in the, like the 1920s or whatever. Yeah, you have to establish like, that you're bad. Like I know the Nazis are this like easy thing to go. Oh, easy bad guys. No one can like the Nazis, and obviously like the Taliban suck shit and, and various terrorists are bad but it's not there's you need nuance when you're dealing with countries like this because unless it's unless you establish okay the people in this town 
the ones with the guns in this one are horrible and corrupt. You have to show that they're bad, not just the foreigners are bad, which is the, the approach to this. And they're not foreigners. The white people are the foreigners here, and they're there to rob graves. Yeah. You are the, you're the invading <laughs> army there to rob well, the artefact of the people is, who live there. You're the baddies. This is the other problem with the film, is how much it like tries to make uh, Tom Cruise it's Nick Morton, but I mean it's Tom Cruise. It, it does the whole like, oh yeah, no, he's the, you know, he's a scoundrel with a heart of gold or whatever. What, what the fuck. Go- but it, a oh, fucking but... golden heart he stole from someone's fucking grave. He wasn't supposed to <laughs> well, that's go the anywhere thing. Like, here. The only, the only way it really does that is by having other characters tell us that's what he is yeah. <laughs> instead mm. of really showing anything. Like he he and robs he robs his love interest in this, which I don't understand why they're in I any sort of romantic. Hate relationship. Yeah, I hate their relationship. I hate how much it makes out that it means anything. I hate that it's like she is she is only in this film to be a damsel in distress. And for like a twenty seventeen advent action adventure film, that's weirdly behind everything else. And she's there partly as a scientist and person to explain things. And when she does, Tom Cruise yes. is like, ah, don't bore me with archaeological hoo-ha. I've got weird powers where I can have flashbacks and dreams and connections to the spirit woman. So don't fucking start. Wind your neck in with your explanations, bitch. You're just well, here ha- to be a fucking think, woman. Yeah, and to kind of like offset that, they make her character like, I don't know if it's the acting or whether it's the character, but really kind of like unlikable. Like Nobody's likable in this, yeah. are they? All the, all the way through, not really. Kind of got this kind of sense of superiority. And pa- um, like, uh, like, yeah, she's using him. And go on, Anthony, go on. But then, yeah, but then, like, it doesn't really disguise that. It's, uh, essentially, she is just the kind of the damsel in distress. Yeah, her her motivation yeah. is to uh, make it. I don't know, make it big with her discoveries. And she's also working well, no, she's, for Doctor yeah, Jekyll. Yeah, she's working. Yeah, but it's all in some big scheme to learn more about uh, unknown magic and things. I don't know. Yeah, she's genuinely fascinated with this cult, this like somewhat lost or misunderstood culture. But also, like, that's it. Like, that's that's her entire character. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so let's be cops, guy. Friends with Tom Cruise. He uh, calls in an airstrike, which conveniently blows a hole in an archaeological find of the century. Uh, a big pit full of Egyptian shit. What? In Iraq? What? Um, anyway, get the army in. They're going to stay for like two hours, be annoyed at Tom Cruise, but fundamentally let him continue to investigate what he was there yeah, not also, to do. his commanding officer, I guess, knows what they're doing. Why hasn't he just been court-martialed and kicked out of the fucking army then? Yeah, because we need him to be allowed to do what he's doing for a couple of hours. Uh, because he's so good at what he does. Yeah, it's not like archaeology. It's not like yeah. archaeology takes painstakingly long amounts of time to safely uncover anything. Oh, but this is war-torn Iraq. We don't have time. We'll just have to uh, smash and grab whatever we can. Do a bit of filming. There's just basically three. The Doctor, Tom Cruise, and Tom Cruise's uh, buddy pop in a hole and cause chaos. Um, Abby, what do you remember from the big old let, let's go down the hall business? I wonder if my 
notes were less sweary towards yeah. the start here. <laughs> so I shall look at them. Oh, the fact that the sinkhole only seems to be collapsing on one side and how he can just sort of stand at the edge gormlessly. gormlessly yeah, there's no the sense that there's a... Goes in. Yeah, just watch it, it's fine. It'll stop. It won't. De- we're definitely not in danger. This isn't the precarious town we just bombed. Yeah, and they pop down and they have uh, they have that thing where let's just not explain how there's lights that we can turn on that light up everything from oh, the, yeah. <laughs> the perfect angle. So they but they pop down, Abby. You know, tell us what what goes on in the hole, like you know, with the goop and the bullshit. So, uh, first there's the drippy mercury it drips on them. And they don't get so, worried about that. No, they should have got worried about that. Unless this yeah, whole thing say. was just like a brain infection. Oh, dream. this whole thing was just mercury poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then there's the pool, which is also mercury, so there's more smelling there. There's the whole thing of... Um, oh, what was the name of the psychic guy? Fail. Let's be cops yeah, guy. he's just... Just stealing stuff while she's vlogging away. Yeah. I mean... Then he shoots the rope. And then they try shooting at spiders, which is one of the I... things I've seen this <laughs> Also, Tom Cruise's... They're just camel spiders. They're not even poisonous. We can see them on screen. But they, those are not camel spiders. And it turns out when they bite you, you become an ensorcelled zombie ghost. So yeah. maybe we should have shot some more of the spiders. This is also the spiders are also the first of many instances of very, very cartoony CGI. Mm. I, the spiders like, didn't look so bad. I, well, they looked they looked ridiculous because of the quantity. But I wasn't sitting there thinking, "Well, these are fake." I was just seeing it and going, "Oh no, spiders!" Watch I mean, out. it's. There's so much CGI in this film. What else are you going to do? You can't just put makeup on spiders and have them run out. No, yeah, I, I mean that's fine because the the other mummy films have the scarab people <laughs> and stuff. But at least there's like, there's Abby's, just imagine, Abby's just imagining a bunch of spiders in the makeup department. <laughs> I yes. was thinking how you know how in um, shit kung fu movies they just get to wear the extras wear different hats and colours, so you. Think uh, well, they were just doing that with various spiders, just making this one wear like a tiny toupee. Right. So everyone has but shoes. At least, like with the CGI stuff in like the '99 mummy, they at least go in on because that's the other thing with this film. It's not. It doesn't have any real like horror apart from like a couple of things, and at least and like the '99 one isn't really horror either. But it has elements of horror in the same way that, like, the Indiana Jones movies do. Like, you have that whole scene of Amagilili having the scarab go under his skin mm. and, like, up into his brain. And, like, yeah, it's CGI or whatever, but, like, it's still, at least it's gross. Like, it's visceral. There's a thing happening. Whereas in this, it's just spiders run around, they shoot at them, and then they all get bitten. But you don't even see the bite. Like, you could at least do some Peter Jackson, like, zoom in on the like, the actual, like, mouth pincers going into yeah. his neck or something. Something that makes you go, Ugh. like, but no, it's just a, it's just two grown men pretending to have spiders on them, <laughs> and then Tom Cruise yeah. shoots a rope. 
and because Tyree, that sounds gross. Oh no! Oh, did he say it gross when he said it sounds gross? But I was envisioning shooting books. It's in the jizz. All right, chill out. PG thirteen shit. That's all. Um, but because uh, war torn country, we're gonna quick. We're gonna smash and grab and take the main coffin out of the goop. Uh, via helicopter, they kind of really quickly uh, piss off with a helicopter full of booty, aka a coffin full of cursed. Why did woman. we need to see the long sequence of them getting from one place to another place, to only to get on another aircraft? Like, <laughs> what was the point of that? I don't know. It was one of the few things I liked about this film was seeing that they were actually carrying something under a helicopter because it was spinning in the wind. <laughs> I was like, that's real. A real thing in this movie. <laughs> I feel like it's really fragile. I could just be cracked open like an egg, but sure. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Is like as soon as you got it out with the helicopter, you'd put it in a truck, right? Or because in the helicopter, this thing would be big. Through the air at speed, Seems really close hairless. to the ground. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking all right. But they, they, you know, they pop in a big army plane and, uh, you know, make away, take away like real. Proper, quick. We're colonial powers. Let's take things. Uh, we this got this. Is, um, this is where the first bit of dialogue that really made me annoyed came because I know we've time. mostly been complaining at this point, but I I will say, at the very least, they like up until this point they've sort of been trying and Tom like Tom Cruise even when he's in something shit. He's always giving a frightening amount of dedication to what he's doing. You know, so he you know he didn't genuinely it. surf a building to the ground when when it collapsed, right? That wasn't. I mean, he didn't he commit might. to that. Like, I, okay. I think if if they'd let him, he would. Um, what has he committed he, to? He's ran around. Well, and... no, I just mean he's he's like his back and forth with Vale and all that. Like it's all very rote and it doesn't have any surprises, but. Her saying he only lasted fifteen seconds or whatever. That was, oh, you mean like, he just has fine. some shitty banter with the woman he nicked yeah. a map from, like, and yeah. infers he had sex with, and therefore should have been more then, gentlemanly but then, with. But then she says, you know, she implies he only lasted fifteen seconds, whatever, and that joke comes back up on the plane, and then he says, "I never lied about my feelings," and I went, "Oh, for fuck's sake, don't! <sighs> if you're gonna make him a bastard, just make him one." Don't have him be like, no, I actually do really love you. Have him be like, no, they shagged in a hotel, and now they're just stuck in this together. Don't make it some fucking, oh, he actually has feelings for her, and it all, like, because then I was like, oh, she's actually love interest, not just, like, a shag he had. Well, all all the women I uh, fall in love with, it's always on the first night I fall in love, and I do rob them and ditch them. That's, (laughs) I prove my love by finding treasure selling it on the black market, not getting court-martialed, then <laughs> I go on a second date, maybe a movie, <laughs> or a so, Korean meal. That's how, I, that's how I've fallen in love in the past. That's how I prove it. And I it. know they think they all got bitten by a camel spider, but he's showing some fairly obvious signs of infection even before they get on the plane. Someone should probably be giving him some medical attention because even when they're on the helicopter, he's like completely white and like get is in like cold sweats. Yeah, he, yeah, he's very much in ghost costume at that stage. <laughs> but he becomes a he becomes a low energy zombie quietly. I was going to say before we pass by, there was one shot that on the plane 
that was like the t- the most pointless version of the shot I've ever seen in my life, which was Jenny like reaches up to do something and exposes a, a small bit of a midriff. Oh, yeah, and, that was, like, oh, yeah, that was the camera focuses and oh god, it just what was the point? It's like I I I get it in some films what they're trying to do, but but here it was like. This is the worst example of this I have ever seen in my life. It was really bad. It didn't even look like it went... The shot we see, when she sits back down, you go, well, I don't even know how we saw that based on her clothes. Yeah, because she's not wearing clothes that would seem to do that when she... And also, again, on the thing of, like... It's it's almost like him looking at her midriff is a safer version of him just leering at her ass. Like... Just make him that much of a gross prick. Have him look at her ass when she like gets up to do like just it's oh sexy camel toe bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, yeah, why you don't need it? You wait, by the way, no, it is. He doesn't. Are. If you're an ensorcelled zombie, I guess sometimes, especially in Romero Town, you're slow. That's fine, but. He doesn't look like he wants to stab people and stop them doing what they're trying okay. to do. It, I will... Uh, two things I liked here that I will give uh, give the film some points to try and be generous. Um, I liked how quickly he stabs the commanding officer and just it murders him. Because he's, try, he's trying to open the sarcophagus, right? Yeah, he's very, he's very lazily cutting the ropes to open the sarcophagus. And there's, then... there's very much a, huh, me? I'm not doing anything. Yeah. On his face. <laughs> and then um, the commanding officer tries to get him to stop. He stabs him like twice or three times really quickly. I do like the realistic reactions of everyone going, fucking, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, and the fact the... that Tom, Tom Cruise tries to stop it, uh, they get backed up to the edge of the, the helicopter. And then when he does shoot him, right, Tom Cruise is holding the gun really high and awkwardly. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. Is, again, Another well, that's another moment that I did like. He's clearly his friend. He doesn't want to shoot him, but he's also really freaked out because what the fuck is happening? One of his eyes has gone white, and then the fact that he shoots him twice and then accidentally shoots him a third time because he's just freaking out and has his finger on the trigger. That was one of the few bits of the film that felt like there were humans in it, <laughs> and like the character. The fact were, like, that he apologizes for shooting him later on as well when he's a ghost. Yeah. And and in that moment, like when he lets the third shot off, he's, he tells everyone like, "Sorry." <laughs> like, the, um, that, and also fire. her saying, her saying, basically, "What the fuck are you doing with your gun out? We're on a plane." Like, yeah, don't yeah. fire bullets on a plane. Um, that little moment was good, and we were still early enough in the film that I was like, "Oh, maybe there'll be more of that. Maybe it won't be so bad." And then there's maybe two other scenes that have that. In them for the rest of the runtime. I'm still on nil point for things I liked. But... <laughs> yeah, I, I found Tom Cruise's comedy chops pretty much like any other film he does. Very awkward. Yeah, it's very almost like Joss Whedon-y bollocks dialogue where everybody everybody's as snarky as everybody else. 
I, I just think Tom Cruise is just so vaguely uh, either autistic or the fact that he's so he's so weird a man. I don't think he knows what humor, what what real human laughter is. So do you know what? <laughs> do you know what something I found really odd, which I realized watching this film, is that whenever he's in a film and he like whenever he's acting, yeah. that's when he comes across as a person. But whenever he's like in real life. That's when he doesn't, and it's really strange. He seems like a nice guy. Like I think um, he's he uses his uh, inability to mimic real people. He he seems to at least try and mimic an affable rich man who, uh, like, he doesn't seem like a psychopath who can't is manipulating the world to get his evil desires. Tom Cruise, I feel like if he can't be properly human because he's a lizard person or something. He's at least trying to be a nice one. Yeah, he's not like he's not Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> sure, uh, Abby. What? I mean, what did he? What? What, what the fuck? What? Just the whole. Once we have a crash landing helicopter and it's all, uh, let's all share parachutes Wait. and crash down no, in the it's UK. The plane. Oh, it's, it's a plane. plane. Sorry, yeah. Also, we need to talk about when Rich and I were watching this. This is. From here, where Rich started to have precognition and was predicting what the film would do at any given turn. Well, I would just fucking hard. I, <laughs> well, it's just things like you'd see a bit of desert and go, "Oh, it's be Iraq now," and then it was. Or, yeah. And then, because and um, obviously it starts in Egypt and stuff, or you know, they set up Egypt as a important location because you kind of have to with a mummy movie. And then what was the it was it Surrey or somewhere they crash landed. It was it was bird strike and it was Surrey. But, oh yeah, the birds I the when the plane starts crashing, I was like, oh it'd be funny if it was just a bird strike. And then it turns out it yeah. is the the crows that can get ensorcelled yeah. crashing I... into the plane to force it to crash. And then I honestly when they crashed the plane and we see out the window before they they splashed splat land on the ground. I was like, oh, that's weird. It kind of looks like it would be Surrey or somewhere, just from a, like yeah. a, a, just like a church in some green land. They, I was like, yeah. I, and then it was Surrey. I was like, what the fuck's going? On? I don't actually haven't seen this. <laughs> well, I think part of why it ended up set where it was because I, I think one of the original scripts had it set almost entirely in the Middle East, but apparently Tom Cruise is a big fan of Peaky Blinders. What's that good with um, He didn't go with a fucking... Well, that's why, that's why what's-her-name is cast as Jenny, because she was in Peaky Blinders. That's like, actually why she was cast, is that he's a big fan of the show, and he wanted her in it. But I also wonder if he pushed for it to be set in mostly London, just so he could be in London and be an Anglophile. But it's like Peaky Blinders is Birmingham. It should be on a canal barge no, fighting zombies. Americans don't know where is anything in the UK. So <laughs> everywhere's London. Oh, just, you don't make a film somewhere just because you fancy a curry somewhere. Well, fun no. Tom Cruise. Oh, well. um, or Adam Sandler. That's been a foundation of filmmaking for years. I want to go to Tunisia. Yes. Let's make a film. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> anyway, if, or if you're, if you're Adam Sandler, I want to just live in Hawaii. Let's make all yeah. the films there. Let's have, let's all, have all, yeah, let's have holidays for every um, comedy. Uh, but no, 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 we got we got the massive bird strike land in Surrey, and I was like, Dude, when did we go from fucking the Middle East or wherever to England? It didn't feel like the plane journey had been that long. We didn't really cut away. No, you're right. There's no, there's no like, there's no sense of time passing because it goes from them, it goes from him killing Vale 
to the bird strike, and it's like, hang on, did you did you just fly in ten minutes from the Middle East to to over? Because the, they mentioned the cliffs of Dover. Yeah. Like, how the fuck did what? And then the bird strike happens, and there's a shot of what the pilot. Hang on, the oh, train's coming. Here it is. Here come the birds. Ah, train strike. There's a shot of, um, and I'm 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 going to be um, bitching about the CGI for this entire film because most of it is very obvious, but some of it's fine. The bird the bird strike looked kind of cool, but there was a shot of all the birds coming into the cabin. And for a split second, you see one of the pilots get a full fucking bird in his face, and I laughed out loud. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's very the... Hitchcock, isn't it? I mean, why are we referencing this like a Hitchcock movie? It feels very like that era of classic cinema. But we're trying anything we can at this in this film. Um, I will. So the plane crash scene is weird for a few reasons. Um. The fact it that is... Tom Cruise can't just share a parachute with her and like every action movie and yeah, chucks yeah, her out. No, I thought there was another one. No, they passed three parachutes to get that parachute. I don't know why they kept going past the one they, well, they had were, already. They were all flopping around in there because the, the plane was going down. And he so didn't. The, he didn't try and get one of the there. one of the sorry one of the spare parachutes that was there. He didn't. He just sat there. He lay there going, "Oh, bummer." Ah, right, go on. So they, it's as a sequence in isolation. It's a cool, like, well done plane crash scene where you've got like people bouncing around that they actually filmed in that. I don't know what the proper name for it is, but people call it the vomit comet. The you know where the, yeah. the plane that like, flies up yeah. and then drops, and everyone in there's weightless. They, yeah. they went to that effort. Yeah. They had some of the best CGI in the film. Is the the side of the plane blowing out and the people in there with them getting like flung out and sure. all of the bouncing about and then the bit with him and her and he pulls the ripcord on the parachute and she gets pulled out and then there's that cool shot of him like stuck to the side as the ground comes up yeah but like why is that in the mummy that's a that's a mission impossible action sequence in this yeah. fucking and... it's like they had it spare yes they that came first and that like Tom Cruise had he wanted to have a plane crash sequence like that in a film, and then he was cast in this, and because he's Tom Cruise, he said, hey, let's do this in this film, and everyone went, okay, I guess. And not only that, it's this like this scene is such a major part of the trailer. It's, oh boy, it's that's the other thing I was going to talk about, <laughs> by the way. It's, it's practically like, the whole scene is in the trailer, practically. Yeah. So it, it's totally... If you've watched the trailer, kind of, you've, you've totally lost the effect. Or, also, it, if you know. you've watched the better version that was accidentally released, which we've all now seen, where the sound mixing was not done properly or not finished, um, <laughs> <laughs> the, my favorite, not and like if I don't know if anyone's listening to this and doesn't know what we're talking about, just look up the Mummy 2017 trailer, no sound on YouTube. Because it's the first result, and it—I think it was an IMAX trailer, and they accidentally released it without the the final sound mix. So there's a bunch of stuff missing. So all the there's no like crashing sounds in the trailer, and it's all like temp uh, ADR noises. So it's just these people silently bouncing around inside this plane with all these like, uh, uh, 
And my favourite one is when he pulls the ripcord on her parachute and she gets sucked out. <laughs> the noise they use for her is someone going, hmm? <laughs> <laughs> also, the, the Tom Cruise, when he's screaming yeah. and the plate's going down, ah! and it's the same scream twice. It's so fucking funny. Well, they use the fucking Wilhelm. Means... They use the Wilhelm scream in this film as well, which is a bit tiresome. Three times. Oh, really? Mm. I honestly didn't notice. I think... I may have just fucking tuned out by the time... Because I usually always fucking hear the Wilhelm, Wilhelm scream. Just when you're sleeping, your wife hears it. Yeah. She's like, oh, gee, wake up! You're doing it again. But, um... I didn't even notice it once. I can't believe it's in there three times. So I must have developed a fucking blind spot at this point. Yeah, right. Well, the point is, the scary woman in the, the mummy, the lady mummy, she planned... Uh, to crash the plane here, where she knows there is a burial site of the dagger um, has been kept in the, in a reliquary. Yeah, that's it. It's it's a, a, yes in a reliquary, um, in a special <laughs> hidey hole for the Templars that they put in places to artifacts. Yes, this is where, to, this hmm. is where her um, very malleable plot powers come in handy. Yeah, but so they. But so that's what she wants to go there, and she has plans for her special men that she um, ensorcels. Uh, and Tom Cruise has been found bagged, and somehow after crashing in this plane, he is scratch free and dead in a plastic bag. And then he naked. Uh, well, he's got to be naked. Remember, what was the joke? Well, he covers his dick, and he says, "What." No, well, no, it's just when they come in and he's all, ah! and goes and hides. And then they go, oh my god, a corpse came back to life. What's happening? incredibly pristine and very muscular. I know. <laughs> yes, slightly, like, t- too muscly and handsome for a man of his age, but somehow acceptable. But no, the, Tom Cruise's corpse is back alive, maybe some weird dreams and stuff. And uh, naked and oh, naked and afraid. Is that that Bear Grylls thing? What was that reality show? Yeah, that's the that's the weird reality show where they put a naked man and woman on an island together and are like, "Hey, you guys survive and maybe have sex on camera, please." Please, uh, but that you know, he wakes up and gets uh, caught up with what's going on in what looks like Dickensian England. They've used all the shots where there's still like glass lighting lampposts. Yeah. And, like mm. o- old alleyways and, and cobbled stone shit. I don't know what this they is did. Complete devoid of people as usual. Oh, yes. as London and in, uh, various places in England are always fucking empty, aren't they? So this is. Um, we also haven't mentioned it yet, but the incredibly annoying flashbacks have already started at this point. Well, let's not the mention them. These... Come on, they, yeah. they suck well, and they're well, there. No, because it comes because it, it it plays into the fact that the film has already told Armonette's entire story and is now flashing back to her story mm. that we already know. Like it, it's quite simple: woman is angry and becomes witch and kills people and is entombed. We don't need to know we, again. In it, just yeah. Fuck. What? They're also done in such an obnoxious, like, like, because this film isn't scary, so let's mm. try and artificially put some fucking anything in here to make you feel something. So, so what's key here? Is this the stage where they get introduced to, uh, Tom Cruise gets to, uh, upon being... Have a uh, point. So, yeah. he He's dead, <laughs> he's dead, right? And But by dying, how is he ensorcelled exactly? 
Well, I she's just... already chosen him, so she's like protecting him. I think. So she, she, once she's been uh, dug up, she can start bringing corpses to life. Also, well, I, corpses yeah, can also kiss. Corpses, corpses that can kiss other people and turn them into zombie corpses, right? Is that a thing? Yes. No, I that mean, was to do is. with sucking the life out of her. Yeah, that was one of yeah the they're things not. Just sustain herself. Oh, and this. Out your soul this sucked the life out of me, <laughs> but you don't, you know. I didn't <laughs> come back to life. does in, in the other ones. Like, so, he but, drains life force to rebuild himself. But he drains like the, you could drain the life force, but then put they become alive again because they're walking zombies. Well, they're his like undead servants. <sighs> okay, but the, that Tom Cruise has been selected because he's naughty enough but cute enough. Yeah, <laughs> basically. And yeah. also, the, 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 he gets introduced to Doctor Jekyll at this stage, right? Is that about right? Oh, Russell, Russell okay, Crowe is... no. No, there's the scene. There's the scene in the pub, which is one of the last pub. semi-fun scenes of the film, uh. where first of all he's drinking a pint and a shot, and she's she's telling him how did you, you like? Oh, she's telling him you survived that plane crash without a scratch on you, and he does do this really good look of yeah, I know, like, and that's why I'm double fisting a pint and a shot. Um, and Double fisting, is that, is that what we're saying? You're fucking throwing rope a minute ago. Now he's <laughs> double fisting. Um, have you not heard that term before? When you've got a, a drink in both hands? It just anyway. it sounds filthy the way you said it. I mean, it does that. Well, I could say like double fisting. Anyway, he's double fisting and he goes into the women's <laughs> bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's, and he encounters Vale in the mirror and we have... We he has have, his... Uh, it's his weird, like, uh, Hulk Hogan scene, Ultimate Warrior in the Mirror business. <laughs> <laughs> Classic WCW storyline stuff. Well, yes, you just made it ten times better than it was. Also, um, the bathroom has a weird... You can walk around, it's not a mirror. It's, yeah, I don't know... The fuck was happening I, in that I bathroom? I don't know what the geography of the bathroom is, but this one of the last bits of human chemistry in the film is him apologising to Vale for killing him. <laughs> and then Tom Cruise goes out into an alley, I guess, and is attacked by rats. And then an empty alley. He's hallucinating. Oh, it was so then, funny, wasn't it, when he got attacked by a mob of rats? <laughs> just, again, though, just CGI cartoon rats. So there's no feeling of, like... Because, oh, like, not... I mean, I don't... It's not great to film with, like, real animals, especially fucking rats. But there is something, like, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, when they go down into the, under the library, into that tunnel full of fucking rats. And they're, like, they're physical real rats that are crawling all over Harrison Ford and, uh, what's her name? Alison Doody, I think her name is. Um, and it's, it's gross. Like, you feel it. You can, and, but in this, it's just Tom Cruise by himself. Going and mm. rolling around while all of these blurry cartoon rats run all over him, and but and nothing happens because it turns out he was just doing that in the street in front of a taxi. <laughs> uh, the driver calls him a wanker. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. like yeah, kind of. I would have um, liked more stuff like that where he's his um visions. He is manifesting yeah. physically a little bit, and he sort of like wakes wakes up in like weird places and people are like, yes, anything, anything to suggest that this, that the curse is really doing anything to him other than making him 
slightly less smarmy at times. I don't know. Like it, it doesn't like. There's no. This is like, so poorly defined. Yeah, and disassociating isn't good cinema. Him just standing there zoned out. Like, no. no. What, what I don't understand, right, is so Vale, uh, his friend is now talking to him as a ghost. So his friend is, is now the ghost from an American werewolf in London. <laughs> right, and he was a zombie uh, that was doing the the work for this woman, but now he's just uh, the old friend of Tom. Like, he's just like, hey... Well, no, he's still... No, no, he is still trying to get him to do her bidding. He's just doing it through this, like... But a more casual, uh, I'm still your buddy, look, don't you get it, kind of way. Well, yeah, I think uh, it's see, just a you, way to convince him to do it. Yeah, you're thinking about the manifestation the wrong way. She is making him think that he can see his friend, so she is making the friend particularly friendly, so he will trust the friend inside his head. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So it's... it's. So uh, he goes, yeah, maybe I should just give myself to her. So it's not like uh, Russell Crowe in Superman where he's like Kal-El popping up and showing Lois where to go. This way, madam. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see. Oh, okay, so it's not really him. But then he's brought back to life at the end, so... Does he remember that, or was that her lying I think to it him? Is, I think it is supposed to be him, but he is also being like puppeted by her. Oh, God. Well, I don't know. Again... There's, it's so vague, and it literally doesn't matter until it needs to matter in the plot. Um, we didn't. <sighs> we also did. Uh, we we missed the. Uh, oh god, this is exhausting. Like actually watching the film again. Come on. <laughs> I know. The, but again, the, I I'm try. I have to highlight the the bits I did like before the film completely flushes. What, what about the bits we that? like, Jamie? Have we seen any bits we, Anthony? Have you? Has anything happened <laughs> to give any merit to why would you would you have stopped by now? I fucking considered it. <laughs> uh I was getting close. But I think me and Jamie are thinking of the same bit here, which I think was like the best bit in the film. Only because the almost it, horror bit? Yeah, exactly. Only because it kinda of didn't really fit with the rest of the film in the fact yeah. that it actually felt like genuine horror. So are we yeah, talking about the two police the two police who find the mummy initially and she like kills both of them and drains them and then they resurrect as like awkward like contortionist zombies and I was like well it's a bit that's, fun that's kind of cool and I like how jerky they are and uh, unfortunately they just become CGI nothing after this yeah. um, and there's more of the like there's so many of them later on. And none of them look like they have any physical weight whatsoever. There was one scene where the uh, Tom Cruise and the doctor, uh, the scientist, are escaping in a British ambulance in its big neon chassis. I hated, I hated that sequence. <laughs> but the the zombies the seem to be they... able to just f- like fall out of the sky from nowhere. Abby, I think yeah. you suggested they were on top of the van, but it wasn't established. I don't think. Oh no, that was me. In the interest of keeping myself awake and alive, I was trying to justify things that the film was doing. But the zombies... No, they just teleport onto the ambulance. And burst through windows and get kicked off. or ch- like the, And the hand that gets left behind on Tom, he just throws again, it away. Ha ha ha, this is hilarious and fun. No, no sense like, of actual threat. Silly no zombie of fun. either. Like, I know it's harder, but like... Have some fucking people in some makeup, at least in the close-up shots inside, yeah. like the driver's cab. 
but I don't like. I, I will agree with the, the fact that sometimes, like the zombies come of coming out of swamps, and the way that they sort of awkwardly moved was creepy and should be like a horror film. Like it felt like an old yeah. B movie, uh, yeah. and it should. This is you know, if we're gonna do the mummy, it should be less about uh, cool stunts and more about Plane oh my god. Well, yeah, no, it should it should be zombies and and mummified yeah. dead rising from the earth and the 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 terror of uh, what was once dead coming for you. That is exactly right. Um, yeah, something to overcome. But it it's it's not enough, is it? Because we got a lot of fanny fanning around with fucking oh, Russell Crowe has a well, that's a, 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 a creepy lab full of weird fetuses because he's spooky and he has a special security team that only let him out of his special room if his palm is yeah. Dr. Jekyll, but not when he's Mr. Hyde, his fingerprints change because he's so cross and grumpy. <laughs> This is where we are. This is where we are as well. Is that part of the reason this film can't fucking do anything? Is that it has to do all of this work to set up this franchise that never happens. Also, like, Doctor Jekyll this... not getting his own film to later. Maybe the they've done all the setup of these characters, then they can give Doctor Jekyll a standalone film they like Black to, Widow. Much going... much later on, though, <laughs> they can talkingly yes, do it. They were going to give Russell Crowe a standalone Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde film, which just fucking make that in the first place, then, because that sounds a lot more interesting. Than this. They drew in it. They find a way. I know, but um, like, no, the whole like, hey. You remember Hellboy and how that was oh, like a yeah. labor of love for Guillermo del Toro and mm. it has the whole, you know, paranormal investigation uh, thing. Mm. Here it is in this film as well <laughs> for, uh, for yeah. later reasons. So Dr. Jekyll, whose gimmick has always been he made some sort of serum oh, oh. to let out his animalistic... What is Doctor yeah, Jekyll yeah. initially looking? I could never, I couldn't remember because they interpret it as Hulk powers, but it's not that. It, he becomes uninhibited and confident and aggressive yeah. well, we and did, more primitive, isn't it? That, we did the nineteen uh, thirties uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, right? Yeah, really it was good. good film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they don't, they this... don't, they don't say he transforms physically, other than he becomes a bit uh, unibrow, a bit hairier. But he does, he becomes uninhibited and and a yeah. dick. And it's like he man's in a prick. Yeah. yeah. He's not worried about you know social faux pas and stuff. And that's about man's inability to quell his animalistic side. But in this, yeah. he's just I'm a big tough guy, and I'm no, 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 I'm no, Ray Winstone. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. You have to do it properly because this is Russell Crowe going. Hello, I'm Doctor Jekyll, and I'm Mister Hyde. We're rosy bollocks. We're <laughs> apples and apples and pears. But uh, the the gross the the gross way that Doctor Jekyll would try to be composed and smart, and he's like, "I'll just pull down my glove and give myself a quadruple injection in the hand." Like, what the fuck is wrong with him? Worst possible place to inject yourself. Yeah, there's no fucking major arteries there. You're not doing like I've got his uh, neck or something. Oh, excuse me, I've got really bad diabetes. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, let me, let's take that again. Sorry. Abby, you go. They could have maybe justified the wrist, but really, you have one needle, and you put it either, like, the crook of your elbow, your yeah. thigh, or your ass. 
Or you could do like my dad does when he does his injections for his uh, insulin, just in the stomach through the t-shirt. Just, like oh. it's nothing. He's done, he's done so many injections for himself for diabetes that he just does them so blasé. He's like, you're just injecting yourself through your shirt? Yeah, don't matter. Just the idea that this posh doctor essentially has a form of evil that is like type 2 diabetes, and if his blood sugar gets too low, he turns into Del Boy. No! <laughs> 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 Russell Crowe is kind of the highlight of the film because he seems to be the only one that's like having fun. I feel like this should this should be kind of camp and silly instead of this weird pseudo military action movie. Well, he has a he has a the slight villainy move of being confident and not caring about uh, the plight of people. He just is happy to have uh, a trapped mummy, which you know. yeah, we're gonna let Nick and Morton be possessed and then kill him. Okay. Let's let's not forget I am a mad <laughs> I'm a mad scientist and at at core I can't do anything ethically or sensibly. I have to experiment straight away and cause problems. That that's it's his character. I'm a mad scientist and I'm also a mad lad. <laughs> Get me on fucking lad Bible. Look at me. <laughs> um Anthony, what do you make of the role of Dr. Jekyll in this as the Clever man who has access to the sort of X Files and is and is um, up to a kind of Machiavellian attempt to control. Uh, in this case, they they have a mummy lady. What do you make of all this palaver? Like on on paper, I'm fine with it. It makes it makes sense. If they were going to have this kind of organization, it would be, you know, Doctor Jekyll. At, at the head of it, of what about, all the people uh, that could choose. What about, Doc, um, Doc, what about Dracula? He's been around for thousands of years. He's uh, well, he's not in. He's not. They've not brought Luke Evans into this yet. Yet. <laughs> he's also yeah. far away. But he. Did, go on, yeah. And I did. They did try and justify it why he'd be interested in it because he he did give a speech about um, evil as as a virus <sighs> and. That oh, doesn't like make that. any sense. Yeah, I'm like I, I'm okay. fine with that, but his presence in in the film that they've in the film they've made doesn't make sense tonally. Nope. Well, so they have the mummy woman. What's her name? Amonet. Am- you all said like, was it the net? The comedy special by that. That, that comedian yeah. woman. Uh, what was it? Amanet. So Amanet, uh, or uh, sexy mummy. Sexy. My my rotting oh, corpse her, is her, all conveniently her, her, placed yeah. so that I'm super hot. Like, are we yeah, meant don't... to want to fuck a corpse? Are we necrophiliacs watching this going? Someone... God damn, I could fuck this fucking mummy lady. She her face is I mostly think... fine. Maybe we could fuck <laughs> the hole in her face. I do think someone on the production team was trying to get her into as many positions as possible. Uh, supposedly the uh, rig they had her in to like... Oh, this um, is bondage territory. The, like Apparently it was. Apparently that was an actual, like, that's that was a bondage setup that one of the yeah, production designers like we, come across and they put her come in. Come across. Um, I bet they fucking came across it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking they, was... they were throwing up ropes for her, yeah. <laughs> But um, it did. It did yeah, look though like this would make her look sexy, but also like the submissive trapped victim. 
who has yeah, to overcome the bondage. Some shots of just making sure that her ass is in the, the angle, and but the thing is, like, she's a corpse, so the smell alone would be immense. I'd never, just... I've never thought, you know, I want to fuck of all the scary monsters. The, the mummy is the obvious one. I mean, the Invisible Woman. That's a bit of crazy and fun. Uh, I don't know, maybe... I mean, it's, it's just Dracula. The, the Dracula's the horny we... one, yeah. Yeah. But I don't... So they they got her trapped, but they also are happy to chat to her. And now that we know that she ensorcels people, especially with spiders, we're not concerned that she can get out of this yeah. situation. And the fact that Tom Cruise is already possibly under her control. And then Russell Crowe's there like, that's fine, just chat to her. Um, we actually kind of want you to do stuff to find out what the deal is. Bizarre. I don't yeah, really follow what their plan was. What were they hoping for? They I sacrifice don't... him so that she's powerful, and then she fucks I... them all over. They were going to allow him to be possessed so that they could kill him. For why? Which He says so that it would obliterate Set, but if Set already exists in non-corporeal form, then, have... then putting him in a vessel... And killing the vessel would just put him back out into the universe again. Like I don't. Also, I'm, if you've got, no... if if he if he is, if the problem is dealt with and in the ground, why are we digging it up? <laughs> it's like asking for trouble. Like, yeah, I mean, if you want to filling her, yeah, they're filling her with mercury. Oh, I, swear, I don't understand any yeah. of it. They're filling her blood vessel with mercury. Therefore, she throws it up and feels better. Oh no, no, no! I was annoyed by that for different reasons. Like, it it was annoying to me that yeah, they filled her blood, her, like, her bloodstream with it. So how it got into her stomach and then out of her mouth, I don't understand. But you're, you're also, you used to be a shriveled up corpse. How are you getting anything through your veins? I think nothing makes any sense. I mean, if you keep it ambiguous like an old mummy movie where the corpse is resurrected, it's like the power of fucking uh, voodoo or something like that. It's such an easy, simple story. The corpse is... The tomb is cursed. You've offended some fucking ancient power. It's going to fucking get you. Serves you right for being a colonial power. You're dead. Ha ha ha. Now the Egyptian gods have had their way. Even the, like... You know, as as silly as as it is, the ninety nine mummy film still follows a really simple like a mummy came back and is trying to put all of the pieces of himself back together and wreak vengeance on the world of the living. That's it. That's all you fucking need. But this again, because it has to be a fucking franchise, it's got all of this fucking Avengers rip off shit in it that is it just overcomplicates it, weighs it down, but they also hadn't thought about any of it until they started writing the film. So as the film is going, it's just adding things that don't make any sense, or or just don't matter. So it's going to be really, would have been easy to do if you say you've made a few of these movies and you want to do The Invisible Man. You could instantly write The Invisible Man into all the other films and just say, he was watching (laughs) from the sidelines. He found out that he was actually in all of those movies with his fucking bandages off. He's another one who wears his bandages. He should have been like, oh, bandages, good idea. The the Invisible Man film from 2020, like, was, like I said at the start, but really did really well critically and with audiences. And that film isn't about, like, it's not this 
fucking grand action adventure. It's an allegory for um, abuse, right? Abusive relationship. Yeah, it's it's a very personal story. Well, all of all of these monsters are about something metaphorically, exactly. aren't they? Yes, that's when they're good. Is but not when this. They are an allegory for something. What this the, is just anyway. an allegory for let's make Avengers movie franchises. Yeah. <laughs> what 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 was the thing here? So. You know, Tom Cruise has to fight Russell Crowe, uh, and you know they have a big bish bash in in the office that they're locked in, Wasn't and shit really goes sideways. Gross, Things break, and and really the gross thing that Mr. Hyde does is digs his fingers under Tom Cruise's rib cage. And oh, that's horrible! That was like it's really oh. awful to look at. <laughs> really. Yeah. But meanwhile, a spider uh, bites some bloke, and things get no, shut down. Uh, get, oh, does it matter? Oh, I hate that. That's one of my worst things to think about. Uh, actual horror for Yeah. So, once uh, once a year spider guy, is it, he yeah, starts breaking things. Ear, he does the Undertaker's eye thing. Oh, yeah. His eyes roll back. <laughs> and then, yeah, because... Some vague uh, circuitry, which causes, thing, which causes the movie to continue. <laughs> and things turn off so that this uh, mummy lady can come free. Does she? Does she get sexier as she gets more powerful, like less corpse-like Who and doesn't? more? <laughs> She's the mummy I'd like to fuck. Oh yeah, <sighs> it's really <sighs> fucked, isn't it? Like, it's weird that they put bandages on her because she's a mummy, but they're positioned in such a way that like they're just covering her nipples, but exposing enough flesh. To make you horny for a walking dead body. <laughs> oh, but let's see her like cool alternative chick face and makeup and tattoos. She also she's as a as a princess she had tattoos and then as an evil witch she got magical even more okay, tattooed. This is the other thing as well. The fucking the curse like writes itself on her skin, which is fine, perfectly okay, like visual stylistic choice for the film. Do that to Tom Cruise at the end, then, when he takes the curse on himself. No, he's too handsome to have uh, horrible, yucky tattoos on him. Well, he might have them. <laughs> uh, under the t-shirt, or whatever. Oh, fuck off. Well, we should see them, like, appearing on his skin, and that's him being, like, taken oh. over. But, but instead, we see the stupid fucking eye thing happen. Yeah. Cause the, another... At some point, all the power going out means water's everywhere. How's that happen, guys? I when, don't even remember that. You don't remember? There's <laughs> loads of like a, there's quite an enjoyable sequence where uh, zombies are swimming. I haven't seen That's that not myself. Enjoy- Fuck off! You. Have that was been all right. It was like a fun. I'm gonna go at me for picking out the bits I like. <laughs> a fun visual. Happens to like one of the shittest parts. Of I'm not. Film. I'm not saying all brilliant CGI. I'm saying I've not seen a swim chase from zombies. Yeah, because it's shit. And underwater not seen it, uh, scene, chase shoot scenes in movies are like water levels in video games. They're awful. Everything's slow and shit. There's a bit where Tom um, Cruise finds a big bubble and breathes it in to get extra life back. <laughs> the music starts to get a bit scary. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anthony, have you seen any zombie... You've seen more zombie movies than me. Have you seen this sort of underwater zombie business? Did you like this scene? Did you like some of this uh, bollocks that Jamie is not willing to admit is good all of a sudden? I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, my memory Stop gets watching. a bit... Ske- <laughs> my memory gets a bit sketchy after 
um, after like um, she escapes from um, the lab. <laughs> You're that close to sleeping. I, I remember. I remember them running through a library. I remember him jumping through a bus. <gasps> oh, the bus uh, thing was weird because it's London. I, you have to go through a big red bus in London. Double decker, yeah. I remember them being in the underground somehow. Yeah. Well, this is the bit. This is the swirling of where the film flushed the toilet, and now it's all just going down the pipe. Because, like, once she escapes, her powers become she can smash all the glass in London. And then yeah, and make dust come from far away. With her face no, in it. No, glass is made of sand. Oh, of course. Oh. Smash the glass, the sand comes loose, and it becomes a big scary face with which you could chase people down the the London Underground. And what's also... Well, well, they have to go on a tour of London things, so they go fight some beef eaters, <laughs> yeah. and they go to Buckingham Palace, and they fucking... <laughs> Go to house uh, Big Ben and stuff. I I I don't know what's happening. Is zombie and weather garbage because the that's think, the vague concept. Well, talking about the uh, the plane crash being just an idea Tom Cruise had, I feel like the bus bit is also the same. The the double decker on its side and him having to like stop and just go through the window at the top. Like I feel like that's an action set piece. He just wanted to have in something. And again. Should just be in a Mission Impossible film because oh. those are actually fun and good, and this, don't the, the, shove it into a fucking mummy movie. Was there a joke as well? There was some sort of joke where he, he survived. Yeah, his friend it. up and it's like that was intense. Oh, oh that's what I fucking hate. Is a movie patting itself on the back? That was intense. It's like fucker. I was nearly asleep. That wasn't intense. That was <laughs> piss fucking boring. Is what that was. So this is this I mentioned it before we started, but this is comes after I paused the film after the first hour uh, and took a break, and then I you took a, a quadruple again. shot of Mister <laughs> Hyde injection to um, calm yourself down. Um, I it it is like I turned a different, even worse film on because no, the film had been playing shit as it was. You can't come back to this and say it got shit when I came back after hour one. It was piss all the way through. Nothing has been it good was. so far. Even but the it, bits I've was, said are good, you were like, no, they were shit. The fucking underwater... Well, this is... It, it all is just action. Imagine, here on out, imagine you're underwater. Jamie, imagine you're underwater. Are you doing, you're losing breath. Oh, I can't yeah. breathe. There's zombies after you. Oh, they're swimming just slowly enough not to get you, but they, if they grab you, you'll either be... Uh, caught and they also these are zombies that don't bite you and you don't become a zombie. They just get yeah, you and, and take they you just places. Carry you around as what happens to yeah. Tom Cruise. It's scary. You could drown or be caught by zombies. It's the worst <sighs> scenario. Ooh, scary. And you're in London. Oh, Ooh. All the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the Templar knights come back to life. Yeah. And, do you know what? That's the other thing as well. It's fucking bloodless. Like you don't, yeah. you hardly see anyone die on camera, apart from when they get their life sucked out of them. And then and all, all the zombies become all the zombies become dusty corpses when you punch them in. Yeah, even even the ones who are freshly dead because they mm. dry up like they prune. Prunes, so now yeah. there's no blood either. So it's completely just like there's there's nothing like it's. And and once it get once it fully goes into action, it's just 
fucking like it's just air, like it's just empty air, candy floss. But, yeah. Like, no, yeah, no, not even that. Not it's even the not sugar even within the air. <laughs> uh, Abby, um, had we, Abby, had we got yeah. to the bits in your notes where you were starting to write expletives or the next note I have that I want to talk about is one of the most lazy and offensive things in cinema, and that is the bad guy Lick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that, there's not someone... a bad guy called Lick. This is a bad guy doing a Lick. <laughs> yeah, when they're trying to creep you out, so they give you a little Lick. Ooh, it's yeah. It's so... It's, it's shit. It's always been yeah. shit. I hate it whenever it comes up. What about, Wait, what about, what about in Highlander? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and JB on the same page, yeah. Kurgan does <laughs> a bad guy lick. And reversing your statement, Abby. Bad guy licks are brilliant. I love Clancy Brown. He's the originator. I don't like it when they lick I someone's face. Oh, changing your story. Yes, when they lick someone's face. <laughs> when it's Clancy Brown, it's fine. All right. But other than the lick, what happens? My notes go thusly. Underwater zombies, dead Jenny, the lick, self-stab, life suck, waking Jenny, desert run. That was the end of my notes. But they got shorter mm. and shorter. I mean, that's the end of the film. That's like, <laughs> everything that happens. Well, there's a lot of... Like, like, Jenny does drown, and you're like, oh, fuck, she's dead. And you're like, oh, okay, we're in a movie yeah, where people can come back to life, so it don't matter. Also, yeah, she yeah. was just a selfish woman looking out for herself. Tom Cruise is a well, dickhead. I don't point, care if he's dead either, but... At this point in the film, she's become nothing. She, like no, she's stopped like, even she's being just... a damsel in distress and is just a non-entity, really. I mean, she is in distress in that she dies, and Tom Cruise doesn't save her, and the zombies deliver him to the bad guy. But like, like, so this is, yeah, he goes to smash the jewel, and she's like, wait, if you smash the jewel, you can't bring her back, but if you let me sacrifice you, uh, then uh, you'll be a powerful... power of life, life over death, you can bring her back. So he stabs himself instead of letting her do it. Oh, no, it no, does, first, like, first of all, it's, mo- it's shitter than this. She ha- she has the special knife and she goes to use it and is like oh no she you know, initially she didn't have she goes to sacrifice him earlier and he, she doesn't have the special stone oh whenever she's it. like checking his teeth and stuff and he's yeah. like oh, oh. I, I wanted her to take out his false tooth so much I I wanted her to stop and look at his weird mono tooth at the front as uh, it's like mm-hmm. fuck this this is this is bullshit let's get to the real you. Uh, well, we've mentioned it. I oh, will say that was the only scene that made me chuckle because I did Tom, Cruise's, Tom Cruise's awkward comedy worked in that scene because it was yeah, supposed to be awkward. Sure. Yes. And he was ticklish as well. That never yes, happens. I, yes. That was that was a good that was a good. Was a funny good bit. Job. You get half a star. Scant points for that. But don't but, worry, because we're going to talk about the ending now. We're all going to get angry and upset again. Oh, so the first thing was this jewel that is such a MacGuffin. I mean, oh, the fucking the all-powerful Egyptian it's gods can't do nothing. You have to have your knife, but you have to have the knife with a special AAA battery in, and that is a special <laughs> red ruby thing. And so there's a moment where Tom Cruise is close to this mummy lady, and he sneak does his little uh, pickpocket job, and I thought, 
this is crap. He's going to take the jewel out and it's going to be worthless yeah. again. But no, yeah. she's so fucking useless, he takes the whole weapon from her. I was like, we established the jewel. He could have took it out and took the power away. But no, he has the whole thing. How did she let go of it? It's like the most important thing to her. She has so... She's so powerful at this point. And then he She controls weather and zombies and ensorcels yeah. people. She ensorcels him. <laughs> and he can still pickpocket her, stand. She doesn't feel it leaving her hand. Anyway, he he fucking yeah. He he has to figure out all what to do, and because he's a prick, he obviously picks the wrong thing, which is to sacrifice himself in order to give himself powers of bring people back from the dead. And let's let's just riff and see how it goes. So is this is, is I mean I'm I'm sure there's no answer to this, but is the idea that it's now he's given himself to set rather than having her... How does it like, work, though? He's dead already. He's like Jon Snow. He died, and now he's back. And it's a bit of a problem, because he's alive. And he shouldn't be. What He gives himself... I, he is set, or he's is, given himself, but he also is, stays as Tom Cruise, a kind of witty Bance hero. Yeah, he's I not, think, like, fully possessed, I guess. I, I, I think because he does it himself, he's not under her thrall. Yeah. So he can decide yeah. he can decide which underdeveloped female character he wants to bang in the afterlife. Yeah. And he can also decide what underdeveloped superpowers he has. Yeah. But it, it's all a big surprise to him because he doesn't actually know what will happen, does he? Other no. than vague death and life powers. His his weird stupid eyes happen. Yeah. And then he sucks the life out of her and that's the end of her, I guess. Yeah, she shrivels up into a little uh, mummy prune. Prune. Little fetus. And, and the, then, the thing is, she also gets popped away safely like a babushka doll uh, till later yeah. on so she could be in a fucking sequel as well. We don't mustn't end her properly. He does... Yeah, because she's in that picture I sent all of you if you haven't looked at the Oh, yeah, uh, she's, a, she's a keeper. <laughs> but, um... No, and, like... He then, yeah, he does that weird thing where he's like Jenny, and she's lying in the in the desert in the netherworld or whatever, and he's like, "Wake up, wake up!" And then he turns into, like you said, Baraka from Mortal Kombat. Briefly. Yeah, scares her. Big, why does he have big fucking sharp teeth? That's not. A why does he? Thing. Why does he shout? At, like he not only he shouts at her to wake her up because he doesn't. I mean, he has powers to resurrect her, but he has to shout. Then he hides in the shadows from her as if he's hideous. Because he had sharp teeth, even though we didn't establish any character having know, sharp teeth. Yeah, we don't know now if, as it changes appearance. Because I guess the film deliberately doesn't show his face as it ends either. So maybe he has got like a permanent change or something. Wouldn't it have made more sense would... that after Tom Cruise dies in a plane crash, he's alive and ensorcelled, but he's a corpse, so he looks terrible? Like, if, she'd have, if he'd have been a hero, but his setback is he's a haggard corpse who is still ho- alive somehow... That would be like, okay, so she, he can't be with his not-established romantic partner because he looks true. like a plane, plane crash victim. Yeah. But he, he and he he's going to have eternal life. But, yeah. You he can't do that because it's Tom Cruise. He's got a billion-dollar face. Yeah, and body, and he has to show it off. Uh, and it's just, yeah. like, it's maddening. It's like, the whole point could be that it's okay, this guy's a zombie now. And he has the power of Egypt, uh, or the power of death and life and stuff. But he has to hide himself in bandages because he's so disgusting and dying. Something. Anything, like, to make... Well, again, this is the the bit where I was like, the film admits, through Tom Cruise, 
that it doesn't even know because she asks him, "Are you all right?" And he literally says, "I don't know what I am." <laughs> and I'm like, "Neither yeah, do I. Neither do I. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what any of this is now." But it's also like confusing because, like, so Doctor Jekyll does he come back at any point? He's just. He's like, oh, look at this shit. Yeah, they he he's back when they're they, sealing away the the shriveled up body of Amonet, and he basically again the exposition machine that he is. He says, yes, well now Tom Cruise will search the world looking for a cure to the curse of the mummy, and he'll resurrect his friend for whatever reason, I suppose. But, but and, he's got and, he's got the power of uh, the Egyptian gods now. He's not. Is that he has the advantage of that he can make a storm follow him and bring people back to life, and yet I don't know what's the, he's just looking for more treasures or something. Yeah, he learnt nothing from the experience. His <laughs> friend, and they're picking up exactly where they left off. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't and like, I genuinely like not even as like a snarky this film is shit thing. I genuinely don't really understand what the point is at the end, other than stay tuned for the further adventures of the, the A character that doesn't man. even have a name because the woman is the mummy, right? And he is... Well, now it's him. She's transferred the curse. He's the bride of the mummy time. And, like, I don't <laughs> understand. Like, what, what are we doing? Like, so what, what, what would the idea be? that? So there's a mummy woman who will come back and Tom Cruise will be and a... He's sort, also the mummy. He's a mummy. Which I didn't think you could get the power of the mummy. Like either you're mummified, they and they resurrect you. Either you... That, like they pulled in the whole like possessed by sex or and whatever. weather and sand and. Well, no, that's in that's in at least the Brendan Fraser ones because there's the sandstorm thing. Yeah, so there's two of the, the mummies, baby, and they all have they have fucking eight eyes between them. <laughs> So, Anthony, did this conclusion um, uh, do anything for you? Was there any light at the end of the underground tunnel full of water and corpses? Oh, that it had ended and I could do something else. Classic. <laughs> Classic Muppets no, talk. I, I really, like, I don't know. I Like, I wasn't doing anything. I was still watching the film, but I think my mind just totally wandered in the last... 20 minutes, and I can only... I only watched it last night, and I can yep. still only remember flashes of things that happened. But it doesn't give but... you any reason to care for anyone, does it? No. no. And... Yeah, um... I mean, what's to say? Fuck you, Jamie, again? I think that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I laughed at Tom Cruise being uppercutted into the sky. Like cartoonishly high as well. Yeah. Laughing at it, why though? Because it's deliberately funny, or because that was. I shit? mean, I think it, I think it's deliberately funny, but even if it wasn't, I would have laughed at it. He deserves an uppercut in the fun. face for ruining a potentially good idea. So no redemption from the movie at any point, frankly. He was right to not watch it. You made him watch it, and he didn't change his mind. Any other? Th- I will say. Any other final thoughts, Anthony? Was there anything you skip? We think you skipped over or that you're like, oh, actually, there was this bit where da da da. Anything you want to say? I think I like stuff in concept in the film. 
but it was it was just the execution of everything was so off underwhelming. Like it had it had like tiny moments of okay, that was that was cool. Like I will say, my expectations couldn't have gotten any lower, and I'll say it's like a uh, a quarter step above that. <laughs> wow, a quarter step. <laughs> yeah. But, right. but to be fair, like nothing could have been as bad as what I was expecting. I, do you know what I will say? Dracula Untold is worse. Well, let's oh. leave that Untold. I'd say. I am not going to watch there's that a, film there's again. There's a reason it was Untold again. So, uh, Abby, I'll ask you next. Then, what were your final thoughts on this um, thing? <laughs> thing. This shriveled husk of a film. It's just... Well, the note that I put three times bigger than all the other notes was so much talking! Yep. Which pretty much sums up my final thoughts, I think. it. The, this film could have gone well if they just didn't keep telling us what was happening while it was happening. Because <laughs> they do put in the obligatory Tom Cruise running about action set pieces. Yes, he but does run a couple of times. Th- it's such a long film. Abby's right; they do talk a lot. It doesn't. It's, it's, there's nothing to get. So People understand what a fucking up. mummy coming back to life is. You, if you've got that much dialogue, it has to be a really riveting, well-conceived, motivational story as to the the tragedy of a, of an Egyptian is... princess, the evil of a maniacal god, or have something for us to give a fuck about, not just talk up the lore of this spooky shit, you know? Is there any dialogue in this film that isn't exposition? Uh, jokes and bants. like... Kind of feel like them maybe just isn't. <laughs> even the even it. like the banter between two army buddies is like, yeah. well, let's set up the fact that Explaining we're in the army. Things. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna we're not supposed to be doing this. We're treasure hunters. Uh, you know, even when the I had sex with this woman, it's to set up further sort of plot points, isn't it? Everything is going for let's explain everything to the idiots who don't understand. It's that complete lack of faith in the audience. It's it's, it's it, one of the situations where it's insulting. It <laughs> like, know it knows you're going to go to the bathroom in the middle of it, so it doesn't. Let, let's, let's assume you went for a really long piss and bought some more popcorn and came back. We'll just just to, just to catch you up. Or your dad's sleeping and he wakes up and he's going, "What's going on?" Oh, I think they're recap. <laughs> I think they're recapping anyway. You know, so it's good if you want to fall asleep during it, which it might do to you. So it's patronising and uh, disappointing and lame. I mean, I, I mean, there's nothing to say for me other than it fucking was shit, and uh, it is on, its only redeeming quality is if you're uh, a necrophiliac. This is fucking hot. It's got bondage, corpse, fucking, but like not actual cop, but it's sexy corpse. It couldn't be more. You know, tween it like oh, you you thought fucking a corpse would be great. What if the corpse was alive but also dead and sexy? Does that put you off? Do you want to fuck a disgusting corpse or do you want to fuck a sexy corpse? I mean, maybe you know, maybe she's too hot for corpse fuckers. But I feel like it must have been written by a necrophiliac because that's what it thinks. It thinks mummies are sexy 
and it's all a little bit dirty and stupid and no, just fuck off. No, it's rubbish. It's rubbish and horrible. And um, obviously, Anthony nailed it. Just, like he knew. Anthony knew, and I didn't need to know anything, and I could tell you it was shit. I didn't. I, I was only vaguely aware it existed, and I went, "Nah, Brendan Fraser's one wasn't that good. Let's not do it again." So at let's least, not do it though, again. At least with the Brendan Fraser ones. I'm mainly talking about the first one. At least there's a sense of fun. There's comedy. There's like it's got that adventure. It's got some yeah. fucking momentum. That's what this film does not have. Yeah, and it does not take itself seriously for a moment. Yeah. No, well, this the... one does and doesn't at the same time, and it's insane. It like it 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 like it makes me feel like the two hemispheres of my brain are being physically pulled apart. I I, I do think. There was more mileage in doing the mummy again because people do vampires again and again and ad nauseum. Yeah, Frankenstein no, no, gets done again idea. and again. The Invisible yeah. Man has been done multiple times, but the mummy, you know, it gets done occasionally. But they don't try and reinvent the concept. And this one wanted to, and failed because it didn't explain what the new idea was. It was just the, no, the old did. mummy. Well, it, the, <laughs> it explained the. A setup, but it didn't explain what Tom Cruise was as a. If you're setting up the mummy is now potentially oh, yeah, going to be yeah. a new Marvel hero. What is this yeah. thing? We don't know. Yeah. Well, they've got time. You see, if they end it on a cliffhanger, they can figure that out. Especially because they cancelled the franchise. Now they've got fucking forever to figure it out. Because don't worry about it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how long they take to make it because Tom Cruise will just get older and look more like a wrinkled old mummy. So. Uh, he won't, though, will he? He's done a definitely... A, whatever the god of Scientology is, he's done a, de- a deal with it. <laughs> who is the god of Scientology? Newton? I don't know, no, don't wait, know how it no, works. Z- sorry, no. Zeno's the... Oh, it's... it's, it's it should really... Thing. It should be called... the Scientology should be called science fictionology because, you know, it's nothing to do with science, and it? It's just, like, Ponzi schemes and, uh, and uh, you know, bullshit. He said that, please don't come after us. Yeah, um, it's fine. Scientology's the real religion. Don't mess. Um, I can't wait to do a questionnaire and start my have journey. My own, have my own planet or whatever. Well, it's not Mormons. Oh yeah. Or is that ancient Egyptians? All the religions and science fictions run into one big mythology group, and I can't dis- I can't separate Jedi from Buddhists, from <laughs> Christians to Vikings. I don't know any diff- They're all the same. Mickey Mouse and Jesus are one and the same. When are we going to get a Bible story cinematic universe? Oh my god, Moses teaming up with Jesus, teaming up with John the Baptist. Oh, it's good. Herod, the big villain. He's like the, your kind of... Uh, what's that big purple guy called? <laughs> the one who Thanos, yeah, Herod clicks his fingers and kills all the the firstborn, but luckily Moses <laughs> and Jesus are there to fucking team up, to fucking take the good good testament, the good testament, the Old Testament and the New Testament together at last, fighting against Herod, <laughs> the baby killer. I I want to. Can we write? Cause is it? It's a shame that it's blasphemous and that Christians get quite upset because the Jesus mythology needs a rewrite, right? Such a I good, still, such a I, good property for reimagining. I still maintain that uh, Ubisoft should go all in and make an Assassin's Creed game where you play as Jesus. 
in the past. I wouldn't be surprised if they did it where you meet Jesus. I mean, they've got Adam and Eve already done. Turns out Jesus was an alien Templar. Right. Be- before before you veer off into something else, there is a... I was, Like I said, I think at the start, I was reading the Wikipedia for this film earlier to remind myself of what happens in it. And then... Um, there are like there's the section about critical response and there's one quote from a reviewer called Vince Mancini from Uprox who I think really sums up how I how I felt about the film and also I think is just really accurate to, to what the experience of watching it is. Mm. So the quote is, "If you like in, incomprehensible collections of things that vaguely resemble other things you might have enjoyed, the Mummy is the movie for you." Mm. Which, that's good. That's, yeah, that's basically what it is. It's also what our podcast is, so you can join us next time <laughs> as we, <laughs> we, what was it, un- a, a collection oh, of it, un- <laughs> it, 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 Join us next time for another incomprehensible collection of things you vague, that vaguely resemble other things you might have enjoyed in the past. Yeah, and we'll talk about um, them, and listen, you can listen to us. You know, talk about any number of uh, disconnected pop culture rubbish Just, things. Um, but still, we've bandied about the content and had fun uh, discussing it, I think. So, uh, time to put it to bed for another thousand time years. To put it in a tub full of mercury. <laughs> and submerge it and never touch it again. Uh, and time to dig up some other different artifacts in future. Maybe uh, Mannequin, for example, can. Make that come back to life. The better movie about an Egyptian princess coming back to life. (laughs) Right, time to say goodbye. Goodbye! Bye! Bye Bye-bye!